0: Thanks for having me for the event. Um, My name is Andy, Andy Lian from Singapore. Uh, I'm the advisory board member to Hyundai DAC. Um, Most recently, I'm also being appointed as the chief uh, digital advisor for the Mongolian Productivity Center. So my previous uh, um, work also involved around government where I give advice to um, different countries um, uh, different uh, companies as well. I I was also the only blockchain advisor for the Asia Productivity Organization, an intergovernmental organization. And of course, um, people know me in the space as an investor, as a book author as well. So during this COVID period, you know, especially I have embarked on a lot of uh, new things. Um, one of which is that I work a lot closer with governments, you know, tr- to to let them understand more about the regulatory framework around cryptocurrency and especially for DeFi. So my my topic for today would uh, revolve around um, and helping people to understand uh, DeFi and how to build a regulatory framework around it. So we all know, you know, we are all in this industry. Um, we know that uh, the DeFi industry has been booming. It has grown a lot. According to uh, CoinGecko, the industry has reached a hundred billion capitalization and over one million users. If you have imagined, it has grown so much. You know, in the in the last year, you know, and it has grown a lot, and it will continue to grow. I will not talk about you know the general things about DeFi you know, but I would love to give a, an overview you know. So the decentralized governance of a lot of DeFi services uh, poses significant operational challenges, such as uh, management of the crypto key, um, the whole voting structure, which are not well understood in the by a lot of people, and the kind of financial risk. And management compliance that is needed to put in you know in order for this whole um, uh, process to work you know so in addition DeFi is also uh, new so new that it is ever-changing the structure is changing new schemes are coming up on, a, on a maybe a, on a daily basis so there, there are vulnerabilities and systematic risk uh, associated with DeFi projects and that may differ a lot from the traditional finance. So to to address some of these defy risks, regulators especially must map their risks on a a metric of uh, public policy objective including investor protection, market integrity, financial crime prevention, as with any new um, market class- classification issues will be very challenging, so the existing the regulatory category uh, under different statutory and administration um, might might need to change uh, because they were designed with the centralized financial services in mind. So, having said so, I will start off um, with the um, challenges you know from from DeFi. Some 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 progress, you know, that we have uh, we have moved, you know, since two zero two zero, is that maybe in two zero two zero we are looking at the value of the DeFi token, right? When we talk about value, we will talk about oh, the w- would there be any form of value for DeFi token? You know, other challenges that we will see, um, especially right right the, you know uh, before this uh, conference is that. You know, can DeFi token survive through uh, a bearish market? You know, can it survive through a financial crisis? You know, from a crypto's, from the crypto space. And the last thing that um, uh, we have in mind is, can can it survive the global crisis? You know, if if, if it's coming, right? Um, there are a lot of improvements in in DeFi. You know. We we know that it started off as a um, uh, as as a as a common term that we use, you know, then it is uh, a lot popular in the Ethereum space, and then it goes to BSC, which is the Binance Smart Chain, and then Hecko, which is from Hopi, uh, and then you know we see multi multi chains as well, you know, on, on DeFi, so the, the whole industry is maturing very much maturing so the challenges that i've said before uh, are are there you know then there are more challenges ahead and of course as we move along we realize that there are more potential it will be unlocked you know liquidity was one thing that we talk about uh, a lot when we talk about defi you know with the lp you know with the liquidity pool you know it has changed a lot and when we talk about DeFi we also talk about DEX you know so there are a lot more work uh, needed to be done um, and it's a lot more complex than we think you know there are a lot of education needed to the retail investors professional investors accredited investors institutions and also government so that was the reason why you know i choose this topic to share because of my experience with the government and how the government are actually looking at De- DeFi as a whole or a decentralized network as a whole alright so there's a lot of uh, education uh, needed for this uh, the term that, that were being used uh, are not understood by by many um, you know when you tell people hey you know why can't I sell my tokens they say oh my slippage is is uh, set set too low you know most people will not understand you know and if you look deeper into the space, there are also possible uh, smart contracts uh, traps, you know, there are hacks, uh, there are also some uh, rug pull that, that is that they can see very often. You know, uh, to me, DeFi is one of the clearest examples of the code of law, you know, uh, wherein law represents a set of rules that are written and enforced through immutable codes. The smart contract algorithm is enforced with the necessary constructs and terms of use to conduct transactions between two parties. However, you know, software system can mal, mal- up function due to a, a huge variety of factors, from human being, you know, to uh, possible um bad codings and so forth. So all these things are are things that we need to understand, you know, in, in DeFi. Um even, even as of today some of, some of my friends or even my folks in the government sector will say that DeFi is not exactly transparent you know many of the projects you know hide behind um, cartoon characters or memes and so forth and the AYP uh, are often over you know um, and it's not like what they see on the website and of course lastly uh, there's also a lack of KYC I've said all these things before talking about the possible solution, you know, to to DeFi or to, to regulate DeFi because all these things are all the very much possible problems that are already there. You know, the problem of lack of uh, KYC, for example, is is one major problem, and if you compare now and uh, one year ago. Um, the DeFi network is very much ready for businessmen and entrepreneurs, you know. We evolved from a pure, simple AMM to PMM, you know, we have platforms like, uh, for example, Doodoo, for example, um, that provide one-click tokenization services and so forth, you know, you see IDOs, you see the different kind of uh, bridges, protocol, oracle that are happening in the space, so so you, you look at it this way, this means that Building up a DeFi project is a lot easier. You know, it's a lot easier you know, for projects to be started and regulators got to catch up on all these processes and not be like in uh, 2017 you know, where they waited too long to speak out about the clearly speculative bubble you know, around some of these uh, bogus blockchain ICOs. So, uh, so, coming, coming back to, to where I want to bring everyone to, towards, you know, is I think a fully public and decentralized blockchain is controlled or operated by a community of miners, nodes and users. The absence of a central entity means that it is difficult to, to um, attribute responsibility to any one person on the network and uh, enforcing smart contracts Uh, binding legal obligations are also not easy so a a, a suitable uh, developed smart contract network can potentially uh, help to avoid uh, possible disputes you know by itself you know without any recourse to legal proceedings however this does not prelude you know a, a court challenge to the outcome of the smart contract and it remains to be seen how court will deal with this given the difficulty in uh, identifying a single person to regulate for DeFi application built on a fully public and decentralized blockchain we could see the development of innovative um, uh, super super victory, uh, technology you know which then harness sm- uh, this uh, blockchain and smart contract to exercise Uh, better functions without uh, relying too much on the intermediaries or institutions. Authorities may also find it useful to have a voluntary regulation uh, or registration system for DeFi applications. Applications or applicants can require to have a proper entity and a designated person or Groups of people, you know such as an administrator or director who, who is appointed to carry out the representative um, and uh, uh, And other duties, you know in in the administration of the corporate entity, you know um, uh, Some countries um, have also implemented something very similar to regulate um, uh, blockchain Uh, smart contracts and also DAO, Uh, this approach may encourage participants in the DeFi industry to establish joint ventures or other cooperative model to assume the governance and liability of operating the platform. This also serves to provide some sort of guidance and protection to DeFi application users or the investors. I have two other, um, I have two other solution. Anger, you know. One would be, um, we could also look at the, the the use of DeFi as part of a risk uh, framework. It can be imagined that financial intermediaries are applying enhanced due due diligence for transactions or clients linked to DeFi. This could be one way. In any case, it requires a deeper understanding uh, from the technology side, even if it is sometimes a lot to ask to fully understand a business model. In in case of a person, for example, using DeFi with his uh, custodial wallet, the provider is subject to AML supervision and by law needs to ensure that he is aware of the transaction and risk connected to this service. Some people might tell me that, hey, Andy, this is a bit too much to ask for, but I think from an AML perspective and also a responsibility perspective, this is an anger where the government are actually going into. If you look at the more recent um, uh, uh, reports, you know, China is changing the landscape, you know, f- uh, for the for for how cryptocurrency is going to be dealt with. All right. uh, Chinese uh, accounts, some of them, are also being blocked. You know, they can't use it anymore. They can't transact everything by law, got to do it. You know, of course, this has all along been the case, you know, but it has not been properly uh, 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 enforced. So you will see such things happening in the space. You know? And what I've mentioned about the uh, DeFi as a part of this uh, risk framework, that will happen. The second thing that I, I want to want to bring up will be the use of DeFi uh, with trusted financial intermediaries. This is very similar to what we see right now in the, in the traditional space. Uh, however, clients and investors do not need to be entirely unprotected. You know, experience in traditional finance shows that one can satisfy the clients and investors' uh, justified need protection in different ways, one of which is to regulate professional service providers. This approach um, will, will, will be in contrast to purely regulate financial products, regulate those with both influence over the system and great opportunities to digress from legal and moral path. As professional service provider can also be expected to be linked with uh, regulatory requirements. They have to abide. The regulations will also yield better results as they will follow with more know-how. In addition, the objectives of regulation and in particular the protection of client and investors can be ensured more effectively, efficiently with the regulating of DeFi products itself. So now it works both ways. Alright, it's is a responsibility for both the uh, financial services provider and also for the uh, end user. So it is also a preferable, you know, from a systematic point of view, regulating the professional service provider with their greater influence, greater power and create a standard of services SOP you know that can help to uh, Police the entire system and have it more effective than regulating individuals only you know or in or regulating DeFi products um, so, so such a such a model is very important because It sets uh, the right kind of mindset and the right kind of framework for DeFi to move ahead Um, It also allows the the, the Governments especially to understand more about DeFi because when I talk to different government, you know about About how DeFi is going to work. They are very often given the very uh, nasty side of things about DeFi. All right, um Again, you know, maybe their local advisors or, or local consultants gave them that perspective or perhaps they read it from the newspaper. But if you again look at it properly, if you do understand how the whole DeFi structure is being penned out, you will then use the most appropriate way to make sure that you have regulations or, or oversight on some of these possible framework that that you have you have structured it. DeFi is not necessarily bad It is also not necessary too good to be true. So there will be a lot of uh, education process, you know to the government for them to understand and regulate the, the the space properly or to put up some form of barrier for people to enter into the DeFi market. You know there are rumors that some of the more developed countries will stop um, uh, investors, you know, normal retail investors, to go into an investment or into a uh, into a crypto trading uh, platform. You know, if they if they do not understand finance, you know, if they do not have any financial background, they, they there are rumors that uh, governments will ban it, will stop it. You know, you have to be accredited investors in order to to, to 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 be trading, to be trading deliveries and so forth. So these are some of the things that will happen. But before that, government must try to understand, you know, the whole industry. Normal users who are looking at the the high price or the, the speculative price and and so forth, they have to also understand how DeFi work, right? It's it is not as simple. As just putting in money there are a lot of different steps to how you know how how to put your money into a DeFi space there are also numerous steps for you to get out from a deal or to lower your risk or to lower to get a better position so all these things require skill and again both the government side and also the user side must sit down to work together the potential for fraud and excessive risk always exist in financial markets so defi crypto they are part of the whole financial market so regulators have the opportunity early right now you know to shape uh, expectations by working with responsible entities while taking aggressive enforcement against some of the bad bad actors this this has to be done and This will be done by the government and i'm sharing this uh, more from a professional standpoint You know as an advisor to 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 different companies uh, to to government and also to uh, uh, MAS regulated fund, you know, so we have to make sure that all these things are in place and if possible for all the um, crypto practitioner please educate and share the right knowledge with, with your stakeholders you know, or with, with, the, uh, with your friends or, or with the public. You know. Please educate them so that they can avoid risk. The, this whole process will also help um, everybody you know, understand DeFi a lot better. So thank you for your time everyone and uh, please stay safe. Um, thank you so much.